2: Hello and welcome back to the Friday Five and Happy New Year to those I haven't yet connected with through one of my many other social media channels. And gosh, what a start to the year. Well, I certainly wasn't expecting that one. I don't suppose any of us were really, were we? I was supposed to be on a month long charity research project in Kenya, working with disadvantaged women's groups and conservationists and deprived communities around rural Africa. But I guess that will just have to wait a while now, especially as I am back here holding the fort in business pivot mode. I know entrepreneurs will relate to that one, as well as, of course, being mum and school teacher in charge of overseeing homeschooling. Oh, groan. How is that going your end? I find it just so exhausting having to do double or even triple my usual workload, which is quite full on at the best of times. But, um, well, having two very different age boys to supervise is certainly quite a challenge. I was asked to do a bit of maths help this morning and... It absolutely was totally beyond me. And I'm ashamed to say that that was actually my youngest, my 10-year-old. But there we are. Never mind. We are where we are. And surely the end is in sight, certainly in terms of ending the lockdown. And hopefully we can all look forward to a much better and a much brighter future. So with that in mind, I thought I would share a bit of positivity here. As you may know, positivity is my watchword for the year ahead. And yes, there is some brightness to help dispel the gloom. Now, I'm not going to solely concentrate on COVID chats here in the coming weeks, I promise, because, well, that does seem to be just about all anyone can talk about. All you hear on the airwaves, isn't it, these days? But I do have a bit of important and useful information to share. Really, firstly, about some of my favorite topics. The microbiome and gut health and vitamin supplementation, a little bit about estrogen, of course. And there have been some really interesting documents circulated through global medics in recent days. And many of them are looking at vitamin D, Continuingly, I know that I've talked a lot about this before Christmas, and the news is still rolling in about vitamin D. And the studies really are showing that lower levels of vitamin D are much more likely to result in a positive test for coronavirus and to have more severe symptoms and may even have a higher risk of dying from COVID-19. That's with the lower levels of vitamin D. And the vitamin D may actually reduce the need for intensive care. So without question, a good and essential thing for all of us right now, especially, of course, our overworked intensive care staff, if we can reduce their load. So. If you are taking a vitamin D supplement, and I would say that is a very good thing, did you know that the fatter you are, the more vitamin D you need? So if, for example, a healthy weight person is taking 400 international units of vitamin D daily, this would need to be increased. It would need to be doubled to 800 international units if you are obese. Well, confusingly, vitamin D is sometimes represented as international units and sometimes as micrograms. So just a little bit of clarity here, keeping that in mind, 400 international units is equal to 10 micrograms. OK, so 400 IU's on a pack is 10 micrograms or MCGs. Now, we can actually make our vitamin D supplements work harder depending on what we take them with. And you may have seen me actually talking about this on this morning. I was on this morning show back with Holly and Phil earlier this week, and I talked about this very thing. So taking vitamin D with fats or oils is really important because vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin. So we can release its activity if we eat a bit of fat or oil with it. So it improves its absorption. So don't take your vitamin D supplements on an empty stomach, first thing, but you could perhaps take them with a higher fat breakfast or brunch. Perhaps you've got some eggs on the go or some cheese. You could even have maybe a bit of sourdough bread dipped in a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. So those would all be your good healthy fats Or you could, of course, wait until your biggest meal of the day, which is likely to contain a bit more fat. And perhaps it's the need for extra vitamin D that is one of the reasons why those who are overweight are more at risk of COVID complications. Well, only time and, of course, more clinical studies will tell. Well, talking about clinical studies, other supplements are showing protective effects too. There was a study in Singapore that reported this week to show that those who were started on a combination of vitamin D as well as magnesium and vitamin B12, and they took their supplements within a day of hospitalisation, and they were much less likely to require oxygen therapy and other intensive care support than those who were not given these basic everyday needs nutrients. So I wonder, could that be happening throughout our hospitals too? Wouldn't that be nice to think that perhaps some healthy vitamin supplements are given on arrival, perhaps to maybe reduce those severe effects? And then there was another study published by the team of researchers at the Chinese University of Hong Kong. And these guys have been looking at the role of our microbiome and gut health during covid obviously, really important. And they revealed in a study just published in the journal Gut. Yeah, there is such a publication. Gut, that the variety and the quantity of good gut bugs play a vital role in COVID infections, with our gut diversity interestingly changing after contracting the virus. And they concluded that the gut microbiome could influence our immune system and potentially affect someone's outcome. Not especially surprising, perhaps. But one nugget of news that I found really interesting is that the changes in gut bugs persisted after the virus had gone. Well, there was a commentator here, Professor Daniel Davis, who is a specialist in immunology at the University of Manchester. And he said that it's possible that these changes could contribute to the symptoms of so-called long COVID. So all the more reason to keep our microbial health high, as well as our diversity of good gut bugs. Well, on that subject, you might have seen me introduce a few microbial probiotic supplements earlier this week on my Instagram Lives, which I also upload to Facebook and to YouTube. And this is a really interesting probiotic supplement that I have actually become quite a fan of. It's called Microbes and it's spelt Micro B-Z, so M-I-C-R-O as in Micro B-Z, Microbes. Quite clever, hey? Uh, and that is derived from 15 families of beneficial live active soil microbes mixed with organic juices. It's absolutely delicious. You just have a tablespoon in the morning. And I've been taking one called Revive for this past week now, and I really do rate it. And my team have actually organized for a Liz Loves discount on this. If you are interested, you will, of course, find the details over on the Liz Our Wellbeing website or you could head to their website which is microbes.co.uk that's m i c r o b z microbes And then if you use the discount code, which is Liz Loves, all in one word and in capitals, that will get you 20% off everything there. And they really do have some good things. I'm going to be talking more about them in the weeks to come on my Instagram Lives. Lovely family-run business. Really rate them. are based down here in the West Country, actually not that far from me. And this discount code will work until the end of January 2021, by the way, if you are listening to this in real time. That gets you 20% off and thereafter it will reduce to 10%, which is still worth having, of course. So thank you very much to the family team at Microbes for making this happen. Well, in one of the largest observational studies also published this week, the Zoe COVID Symptom App tracker reported some startling benefits in those taking other kinds of supplements too. Interestingly, all those that I have been banging on about for at least the last year now, so it's good to see some research being published within the more mainstream media on this. And the supplements that they were talking about included, of course, probiotics, omega-3 fish oils, multivitamins and yep, vitamin D. And these were all shown to be associated with a lower risk of COVID infections. That was a lowered risk of 14% for those taking probiotics, 12% for those taking fish oils, 13% for those taking multivitamins, and 9% for vitamin D. And for those who've had COVID and experienced a loss of taste or smell, which is a common symptom lasting longer than two weeks, taking omega-3 fatty acids, so that's the EPA and the DHA fish oils, or the algae-based supplements again, has been shown to be helpful as well. And also zinc and selenium have been found to be helpful. And these are studies coming in from Spain and Germany showing benefit for COVID
1: patients.
0: L D E J A N E I R O and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. So lots happening within the functional
2: medicine and the nutritional realm. And interestingly, the Zoe study reported the benefits as being especially clear for women. And I guess that's one of the most interesting findings for me and perhaps for most of my listeners here, the fact that women are being better protected by these supplements. So why should this be? Well, of course, the main difference between men and women, other than our chromosomes, which we are born with and we can't affect, is our hormones, notably estrogen in women, which, of course, we can affect. So that is positive. We can do something about it. And who better to invite back here to explore this in a bit more detail than Dr. Louise Newson, one of the UK's leading hormone and menopause specialists, working so hard to help uncover some of the not so well-known health benefits of oestrogen, our essential hormone. So Louise, welcome back. Happy New Year. Well, happy-ish New Year. How is it getting off for you? To a good start or not? Do
3: you know what? I've decided in life, Liz, that when you can't control things, you've just got to think about things you can control so I'm just ploughing on and trying to be as positive as I can for myself Mm. but also my family and everyone around me because it's really hard times isn't it it's It's really hard it's so difficult I mean Um, I I think
2: one of the things that strikes me about you actually in your work and I've heard you say this before to other doctors is that what you love about your work is that working with menopause and and prescribing things like estrogen it makes such a big difference so quickly mm. to women that actually you have a lot of positive good news I mean I know it's difficult for women to get to see you but you know once people do and learn about the safety of HRT that it it makes such a big difference it makes your job so rewarding
3: yeah, and I think all of us, any any sort of people-facing job, anything that we get feedback, it's so lovely. And a lot of feedback, as you know, um, like feedback you get, is not by people you actually know or ever no. see. But just for them mm. to then say thank you, I've gone onto your website, or I've downloaded the app and I've got some information and I, uh, it's made such a difference to my life and thank you. And I get messages like that all the time and it's yeah. very humbling but it's lovely it's really it nice is. Yeah. and the
2: app just to remind people that's the totally free app it's Balance Balance Menopause is that right that's yes, how you find it's it co-
3: if you, yes if you search Balance Menopause on the App Store or Google Play and we've just actually got 50,000 downloads just over 50,000 wow so congratulations very pleased from, from people from more than a hun- half the countries worldwide so really um, yeah so it's really exciting we've now um, got a new Lay here. we've got this new COO of balance who's just joined us so we've got lots of plans but we just want to optimize it and um it's going to the part that's available is always going to be free so there's lots of information but people can download the health report and take it to their doctor to try and bypass Mm -hmm. that initial diagnostic part of the consultation which often can be very challenging for women
2: Yeah, no, really helpful. Something else that seems to be a bit challenging is the acceptance of the role of oestrogen in supporting our immune system. And I know that we've talked before before Christmas about the really encouraging reports showing that there may be some protective benefit of oestrogen, whether it's the contraceptive pill or HRT, particularly in terms of supporting those with COVID or with long COVID. I'm not seeing much of this in the mainstream media. What's your view as a medic on this?
3: no i mean i as you know become oh i am very frustrated because i feel it needs more traction it needs more attention we know that sadly phase two of covid is here we know that people are overwhelmed um in primary in in, sorry people are overwhelmed in hospitals um the doctors nurses all the workers are working so hard but they're yes. exhausted. But we also know that the majority of people in a hospital are still men. It's men that are more ill, it's men that are going to intensive care, it's men that are dying. And um but yet no one's really questioning it. And actually I think it's a, if there is a gender difference in any disease, we have to look and think, well, why? What is the difference? The big difference between men and women is their hormones. Obviously, there's the X Y X X chromosome, and that might have some effect, but we have no for decades that oestrogen is really important for our immunity. If you look Mm. at something like HIV, we know women do better with HIV than men. You look at um, things like hepatitis C, Ebola, oestrogen is an antiviral, it stops the virus replicating, it stops it going into the cells. We know that oestrogen reprograms the white cells that fight infection. We know they reduce some of the chemicals that damage normal tissue, which is so important when you think about the cytokine kind storm with covid yet no one's talking about this and they're using these biologic agents which i've got some good results it's fantastic they're a thousand pounds a patient and they're not wow. without risk estrogen costs four quid you know it's a big difference and we also know for a lot of people estrogen should be used anyway because it has more benefits and risks for the majority of women but in a crisis situation such as covid yes if it helps even a small amount, because it will reduce the cytokine storm, it will help immunity, then why isn't it being looked at? And I can't understand. And I don't think I'm deluded, Liz. I really don't. I I base my work on evidence. I have an immunology degree as well as a medicine degree. I, You know, it, the data's not new. We've known for decades how estrogen works in immune function. So why can't we look at it? That's what I can't understand. Oh,
2: my goodness, Louise. This is just so astonishing. You know, you talk about the results and the fact that it is so safe, it's a natural body identical hormone, but just the cost alone, are you saying each patient, it's costing a thousand pounds with these newer experimental drugs when they could be having a four pound dose of estrogen?
3: Yes, and I'm not saying they're equivalent because no one's looked at them. And I'm not saying actually that's going to cure people from COVID. I do not want to give people that impression. Mm. But we also know, and I've said to you before, that we know women who are over 50 taking HRT are less likely to die from COVID. We've known that from looking at, you know, data Um, and and we know how oestrogen works so when you put the two together and Mm. very early studies that came out from wuhan showed that women with low oestrogen levels were more likely to die from covid more likely to have more severe disease so you know you've just got to sometimes in medicine you get very um um, saturated really with information and you just plowing through and when the things are busy your brain can't mm. take a step back and mm-hmm. you know when you take a step back you just think well what's the most obvious thing it might not be what's people thought before it might be a bit contrary but actually let's see if it makes sense yes and this does make sense i'm not trying to sell snake oil i'm not trying to <laughs> do some sort of hocus pocus it's actually You know, and we have the nice guidelines. We know for the majority of women, there are benefits rather than risks with HRT. But Mm. we also know that women who take HRT have a lower risk of heart disease, um, diabetes and obesity. And these three things make COVID worse.
2: Yes, this is our metabolic syndrome.
3: Yeah, and we know that we're all locked up at home. We're all miserable. We're all, you know, our diets aren't great. We're not exercising Mm -hmm. perhaps as we should. So we have to have a massive campaign to improve our health whether we're men or women we have to look at our exercise and if we women we know who are menopausal put on weight because of the metabolic changes that occur so Mm. we need HRT to help with that anyway if Mm -hmm. you see what I mean Mm -hmm. so COVID's here to stay it's not going anywhere is it so (laughs) let's try and look at how we can keep ourselves out of hospital because none of us mind getting COVID if we can keep out of hospital.
2: So that's,
3: what's really important. Yeah. Stay
2: well. Well, um, for anybody listening who might be able to help, I mean, I'm thinking perhaps of journalists, communicators, other medics, we can obviously find you online, your website, MenopauseDoctor.co.uk. I know you're very vocal on Instagram and Twitter as well. And, I guess it's just really trying to continue to raise awareness and ask these questions, isn't it? That's what we should be doing. Are there any other calls to action you'd like to give us?
3: No, I think I'm working with some really key people and there are lots, there's a lot of support quite high up as to what I'm thinking. So I am not a lone thinker. I'm not a crazy menopausal mm-hmm. women thinker on my own. I have a lot of support, but what we can't do or we, we can't find is the right research group to engage with. So it would be lovely to f- do some collaborative work with people and, and just to keep the conversation going, really. If anyone yeah. has any ways of helping, um, mm-hmm. it would be fantastic because... We need to move forward on it, yeah.
2: We do. And hopefully podcasts like this can be shared and uh, and can be talked about. And thank you so much. For, I know you've got such an incredibly busy schedule. So grateful. And hopefully we can talk again with continuing good news uh, on the protective effect of female hormones. Thank you.
3: Thanks, Liz.
2: Oh, always so good to chat with Louise. And seriously, if you are part of a medical research team, or you could help with funding or raising more awareness here on a national scale within the media, do please contact Louise or one of her medical team on her website. And the address again is menopausedoctor.co.uk. Right, just time for a few quick reviews and thank yous. These here from iTunes. Thank you so much. This was one uh, left on the 31st of December from Helen Bunker and she says this is an absolute must-listen five stars. Liz has been such a part of 2020 for me with her Instagram lives, podcasts, and YouTube presence. I've learned so much, and the podcasts have become a regular part of my week that I look forward to. Thank you, Liz, for your honest journalism and genuine sense of caring and sharing. Well, thank you, Helen. I'm really so thrilled. To read that. Um, Thank you very much for taking the time to leave it. My team and I seriously appreciate it. And yeah, caring and sharing, that is what it is all about. Uh, Another one here left by Star Mummy on the 3rd of Jan. You say brilliant podcasts. I find all of the podcasts are relevant, informative, and thought provoking. I put my walking shoes on, grab my headphones, and thoroughly enjoy the always interesting chat. Thank you very much, Star Mummy. I hope you have enjoyed today. And last but not least, uh, this one from the 7th of Jan, left by Fab122. And you say appropriately, uh, absolutely fabulous in your intro. A brilliant podcast, lively and refreshing, and so much positive information in capitals. I feel like I'm in the right place to not miss a single trick. Liz is way ahead of the game. Long may it continue. Well, thank you very much indeed. With your help, yes. Long may continue. I am so grateful to all who take the time to quickly flick on the five-star rating button. I'm nearly up to a thousand five-star reviews. Massive thanks to all who make this simple click. You know, it really does make a difference. My team and I genuinely appreciate it. We do have big and bold plans for my main podcast this year. So hang on to your hats, folks. Watch this space because we are definitely going places. Well, that is just about it for this week. Lovely to be back in your ears for a quick catch up. I leave you with this thought and perhaps a bit of homework. Oh, well, you can see that my homeschooling thing is getting to me, Uh, even setting my lovely listeners homework. Oh, well, here you go. This is something that I spotted on social media and it got me thinking. So I thought I would share it with my community here. Okay, here goes. I hope you're paying attention. Two things. Firstly, have a think about what in your life is unlived. Yeah, what in your life is unlived and what in your life is outlived. So two points there. What's unlived and I guess should be lived and what is outlived and I guess should be gone well, something that I shall be giving some thought to over the coming days. And I leave that with you now. Stay well, stay positive, and I will see you back here again next week. Look forward to that. Until then, bye-bye.